I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank you, and Happy Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Alright, alright. Ooh, Bo Cephas, here we go. Well, buddy, it is playoff time, and this is when the cream rises to the top. And I'm sure you're all expecting some funny story about cream and me being on top, but no, <laughs> no, no. This this is business time, and we have a special playoff package announcement to make for all of our loyal listeners to the podcast who are not paying clients and would but would like to join in the fun. If you email in Info at the football glory hole. Info at the football glory hole. We will send you a PayPal request for $25. And that will get you all the premium picks from now, this weekend, all the way through the Super Bowl. What? This is this I know it's crazy. This is a podcast promo only, not through the website. So if you go to the website, or those people that do, they're still gonna pay the $20 a week or $80 for the rest of the month in the NFL. But for you, loyal listeners, because we love you, $25, send in an email, info at the football glory hole, and you can ride the wave through the Super Bowl and bust up those bookies with all of our rising cream, baby. Plus, listen, (laughs) it is scientifically proven that you fuck better when winning free money. And I know that's true because Mm -hmm. I read it from a Dr. Fauci-approved classified science report that was found in Biden's gym bag under his stack of China cash and Hunter Biden's cocaine, baby! Woo! Now, if you are here for the funny... It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes! Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness, look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up with those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 
love that money. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on a sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. And before I get started, uh, just be clear, the uh, email address info at thefootballgloryhole.com. So make sure you put the dot com. I always on that email address. So, uh, even though I I don't approve of this bullshit at all, my buddy's yeah. already offered it to you, so I just want to make sure that you go ahead and get that offer right there. It's a fantastic yeah. offer. And I'm drinking If you're retarded enough to forget the .com, you definitely need to sign up for this <laughs> for this free promo. Just get, you need it especially. All right, uh, tonight I am drinking an Arkansas Red Ale from Core Brewery in Springdale, Arkansas. Three out of five stars. Good beer. Nice mm-hmm. little brewery. I've actually been there. Pretty good hot dogs, as I recall. Yeah. But tonight this beer is very apropos because Longhorn, did you know, that on this day, 1932, democracy in this country mm-hmm. took its first step towards its eventual destruction when mm-hmm. Hattie Wyatt... Caraway became the first woman elected to the U.S. Senate. And she represented the state of Arkansas. And, of course, she was a fucking Democrat. Mm -hmm. Well, Longhorn, as you know, the problem with electing women into power is they're (laughs) fucking women! Irrational, vindictive, Mm -hmm. and the smartest ones never want to be a politician. They leave that to all the dumb whores like old Hattie, who only got the spot because her husband croaked she probably fucking poisoned him. And then the dude she was banging on the side got her elected for one term in exchange for copious fellatio. And what I can only imagine were countless gangbangs with the rest of Congress. What a fucking gross whore she was. No doubt. Possibly. No doubt. And now we've let them ref football games. So yeah. pretty soon they're going to fuck all that up for us too. Yeah. Ladies, can we not just have... One thing, just one fucking thing that is just ours. Why do you have to weasel your goddamn way into every goddamn thing we do? Leave us alone. Uh-huh. Is your rant over? Or is there more? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, you know, I guess I could always, you can just sum all this up into one phrase that I have said a million times and probably will a million times more. Never. And I mean never trust anything that bleeds for a week and doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're going to do the podcast now. We're going to go with the good, the bad, and the hard. Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every playoff game in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to continue to get you paid on those free picks as we always do. Yeah. But right now. We got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Billy's Burger Barn. Are you tired of people finding you attractive? Do you wish you had less self-respect? Do you want people to stop loving you? 
Well, then come on down to Billy's Burger Barn. At Billy's Burger Barn, we have just the right combination of fatty-ass foods covered in salt and devil semen that will make you hate yourself in no time. And just one fucking bite of this preservative-filled, fat-laden, horseshit excuse for food, and you will have to avoid contact with your family for at least a week out of pure fucking shame. And nothing shortens your life expectancy like our extra value meal, so come on down to Billy's and get the Glory Hole Boys special. That's four double bacon cheeseburgers, exercise fries, and the biggest goddamn milkshake on the planet. All for just $5.99. At Billy's Burger Barn, you know our jingle. Your fat ass is gonna eat somewhere. Might as well be here. Holy shit, Longhorn, that Billy's Burger Barn. Oh, it's a hell of a place. <laughs> uh, I know everybody's gave their New Year's resolution to lose weight and this and like, you fucking fat asses aren't gonna lose any weight. <laughs> Get your ass down to Billy's and put in, give them the glory hole special, and they're going to give you that great deal they talked about on the ad. Don't be, I mean, fuck it, dude. I mean, look, if you're fucking over 30, you're not losing any goddamn weight. Get your ass down to Billy's and, you know, fucking throw us a couple shekels there. Yeah, and you can take all the money you're going to win from doing that promo uh, and riding these playoffs, and you can go down to Billy's and just and just splurge yourself. But um, I, you you can guarantee... That the whole women's movement has not made it into Billy's fucking, you know, his fucking back shack or whatever the fuck you call it. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't fucking playing that shit. If, you, if there's any females there, they're wearing fucking Hooters outfits and doing what they're supposed to do. Just look pretty and, uh, flirt with the, flirt with the people. That's, it's know your role, ladies. Know your role. God damn right. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great that's just fucking great the bad this is bad this is bad well that's fucking not good and the are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me god damn it are you fucking with me Boys and girls, as always, we start off the good of the good. Last week was fucking hot, baby. Yeah. Woo, two and zero officially with a clean sweep on the natty. Three and one on free picks, and hit the danger zone and the trend of the week on Detroit. <laughs> we finished in the top ten and the money on our bowl contest. We're in. Had over a thousand people in it. That's the top one percent, boys and girls. Another great week here on the football glory hole. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I we're just you know we keep winning on the uh, podcast, winning on the free picks, uh, having problems picking winners. <laughs> it's it's a weird weird year, but yeah, I'm sure you're gonna mention that. Yeah, we we'll move on to the bad. Uh, Tampa Bay, we had them plus four. It went to plus six right before the kickoff. Um, you know, maybe we had some bad info on that, but. Brady did sit down with the lead of 10 at the half, and we were still covering in the fourth quarter, but then I guess Blaine Gabbert hit enough snaps to satisfy the fucking union or whatever, so Kyle Suckman-ass Trask comes in and manages one first down for the rest of the game, and Atlanta scores 10 unanswered, and we lose in the fourth. Ah, fuck. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was mostly a free roll, anyways. Um, and I'm pretty sure if Gabbert stays in, then it, we just cruise to a nice, easy, oh, yeah. uh, not only cover but win. So it's just, you know, it's week 18. It's a, 
It's a tr it's a tricky little bitch. Oh, but now we're gonna move on to the. Are you fucking kidding me? I think we all know it. Oh, that award goes to you, Houston Texans. That's Houston with an H. Last time I have to say that this year. Uh, they've been a pain in our goddamn ass for two years now. Uh, last year we had their season total under four wins, and they managed to push somehow. This year we did hit the season under four wins, but when we bet with them, they never showed up. And when we stopped betting on them, they covered every goddamn game. And then finally, we bet against them in a game that they absolutely know. Justin Fields is not starting for Chicago. They have to lose this game to get the number one pick. And even though they played their balls off, and they're, they still wound up in a position to lose, with no, and nobody can blame them. They have a fourth and 20 with oh, less boy. than a minute to go from the 28-yard line. That's a round, boys and girls, with no penalties. That is a 3% conversion rate. 3%. Oh, yeah. And not only did they convert, they scored a goddamn touchdown. And then they score the two-point conversion to take the lead with less than a minute left, which, by the way, is a terrible strategy because, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you just tie the game and try to – because either way, the other team has a minute left where they're going to beat you anyway. Whatever. They could have kicked it. They could have went to overtime and lost, but no. They were bound and determined to fuck themselves out of the number one pick in the draft I mean, what a poverty fucking franchise you are, Houston. I hope whatever quarterback that Chicago trades that pick out for that goes number one, I swear to God, I hope he's the next Tom fucking Brady. And I hope you draft the biggest goddamn bust in the history of the draft of all fucking time! is happening right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby Baby, it's fucking wild car weekend, boys and girls, and it is time to get into all those wins coming in the air tonight. Now, last year, just to preface all this, away dogs in the wild card went one and five ATS, and straight up the only one, the only winner being San Francisco over Dallas. Now that is unusual compared to what we normally see, but also this is the that was the first year in the new format. Now, I got some more stuff coming on that later, but it uh, I think the tides have shifted a little bit, but it's still Wildcard Weekend. There's still a lot of good stuff that generally happens uh, historically. And Longhorn, we're going to start off 
We'll go with rotational order. We're going to go San Francisco and those 49ers. I will say consent. Cons yeah, consensual nine and a half point home favorites over those Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, this is, um, this is, I mean, I think you're going to go over plenty of it on the history of the, the big favorites in this weekend for sure. Um, this, this is one of the big favorites that I'm definitely taking. Um, I don't really, situationally, everything, I, I really can't think of anything that points me to Seattle situationally. I'm, the way Seattle's playing to end the year, um, the, the way Gino is, is he, now overall, he had a, you know, overall his inning numbers, they look good. But if, you, if you've been watching week to week, like most people who listen to this podcast do, you know, he started off really great. Uh, it's, you know, it started going the wrong way towards the back end of the season. And really, last week, if you watch that game against the Rams, I think he threw two interceptions, had one more that, you know, was uh, right in the hands of the defender. He's not playing great. Um, and in these playoffs, I'll, I'll probably say it three or four times on these games, this is just going to come down to trust for me in these games. And, um, I mean, obviously, who doesn't, who right now doesn't trust San Francisco over Seattle. There is going to be rain in the forecast. It's going to be, you know, a, a sloppy game. Uh, San Francisco's a running team. Seattle's not good at stopping the run. Uh, if Gino does need to throw because he's going to be behind, that's not going to go well in, you know, in nasty weather against that defense. Uh, Seattle's terrible at stopping the tight end. And since uh, Purdy's taken over, Kittle's been just rewoken up. He he's gone nuts. So, um, yeah, history backs it up. Uh, I'd, it's taken up to ten, obviously. So I, you know, I'd love to give it, get it at that nine and a half if you can. But um, you know, situationally, the only thing that that I could say in Seattle's favor is that you've got a rookie making his first playoff start. But I'm, I'm I don't, yeah, Geno's never started in the playoffs either. So it, that's only a slight. Um, tick to Seattle's, but yeah, I, I'm on San Fran here, big time blowout. All right, um, so I'm definitely on your same side. So I'll preface it with this: I did a lot of research into our power rankings, stack rankings. We we stack rank our power rankings at the end of every year. We put them into uh, quadrants, and it kind of gives us a good readout on what the winning percentage is historically and should be and that's kind of how we do our projections for the next year and we get to see the outliers we get to see the you know the common threads and then on top of that you know we get to grade who did what in the playoffs from that power ranking quadrant so uh to start off with very negatively for san francisco owen won from their quadrant in the wild card round against the spread since 2015 seattle in their quadrant 2-0 ATS in the wildcard since 2015. However, when you dig inside those numbers, San Francisco, in their quadrant, the loss was 2019 New England Patriots. They were home favorites of 4.5. And, and their average line, Longhorn, that year during the regular season was minus 9.8. Yet they were only 4.5-point favorites at home versus a team who was an average of a half a point uh, favorite. So, 
In retrospect, we should have all seen that coming. That that was Tennessee, by the way. That Tennessee had a better than average chance of not only covering but winning, and they did cover and win that game. That was Tom Brady's last game as a New England Patriot. Uh, and it goes along with this trend right here. Since 1989, home favorites of five or less are 10 and 17 ATS, 14 and 15 straight up. So pretty much coin flip and win or lose, but to ATS. It's not a team that you really want to back, and that was the position that uh, New England was in. Now, I mentioned Seattle was 2-0 in their power ranking quadrant, but they both had a common trend to them. Both of them were road dogs of three or less, which again, back to the trend, 10-17. So that would be 17-10 if you flip that around to the dog. They both had a better uh, point differential. Both had a winning ATS record, and both were average line favorites for the entire season. And both the teams they beat were average line dogs for the season, if you take against their ATS what their average line was. Well, San Francisco had a better point differential, a winning ATS record, and were average line favorites in the season. Seattle had a losing ATS record and were an average line dog for the season. You put all that together, you have the opposite situation of any of the previous matchups that we have a uh, historical clock between these two power, rank, power ranking quadrants. And then, yes, I'm going to leave you with this trend. And this, boys and girls, is the trend of the week. Nerd alert! Nerd! Nerd! You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All right, since so 1989, home favorites of 10 or more in the wild card. 6-0, ATS and 6-0 straight up. And you're thinking, oh, Bo Cephas, what if I can't get him at 10? It doesn't count. That's fine. <laughs> Since 1989, home favorites of nine or more in the wild card round are 8-0, ATS, and 8-0, obviously straight up, with a plus 6-2-5 ATS margin. These games are blowouts. I don't expect anything less from this here. I am with you 100%. How go far back does that go? 1989. There's only been that few. There hasn't been very many. Not very many. Well, I mean, it's the playoffs. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't be double-digit dogs in the fucking playoffs. Is this the? I wonder how many. I wonder if this is just a. Now very remember, this is just this, this is the wild card round. So it's not the yeah, entire playoffs. But there's three that fall into that category this week, right? Mm, no. Not yet. What's the... Well, well uh, yeah, we'll actually, 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 the nine or more, yes. Yeah, nine or more. Yeah, three of but, them. So I was going to get into that too later, but we've expanded now, you know, because mm-hmm. who who doesn't want more shitty teams in the playoffs? So we've expanded yeah. the playoffs now. There'll there be used more to be of these. four games on this weekend. Now there's six, and you're going to see later, there's two teams that made... It into the playoffs where only one team ever in our power rankings has made it into before. And it didn't go well for that team, and I don't expect it to go well for the other two teams either. So we're probably going to get more of those. Plus two of them are on the third string quarterbacks, which I don't I don't know how often that's ever happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, and there, there's one... There's one historical game that kind of threw a little bit of the data off, but I had I was like, how the fuck did this team lose this same 
had to go back to Derek Carr here in 2016 was going for the MVP and he broke his arm in like week 16 or whatever. And then they went and lost to a shitty, shitty Houston team. So, yeah, I had, I had to go dig all that up. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's San Fran rolls or I pass on that one. All right, moving on. My Jacksonville Jaguars. We fucking made it, baby. We're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But we're dogs. We're dogs. Mm-hmm. Consensus two and a half points to the Los Angeles Superchargers. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because I don't... Um, didn't this go all the way down to maybe one? So uh, Caesars has it at one and a half, but every other book I'm looking at is two and a half. Uh, my personal book has it at one and a half, so... I wonder, I wonder what's... Is it just because... It's got to, nothing's changed besides they're saying that Williams might play and they're saying that actually Rashawn Slater might play. Now, those two players, maybe they add up to a point, probably do. Um, so that'd be the only. Oh, 100%. If, if, if that's true and they're healthy, absolutely, that's a point. Yeah. Well, I don't know how healthy they'll, they'll be, but even them playing, that that's probably a boost. Uh, it's a tough game for me. Really tough game for me because. The coaching matchup is I hate the coach for the Chargers. I think I don't I think most people do. Um, I don't know if I don't know if he's necessarily a horrible coach, but I he's I don't think he's he's definitely not good. He's not a good coach. Yeah, he's definitely not a difference making coach. And we know that the coach on the other side is. Uh, he is a difference making coach. Um, now, Goldilocks, he was not good last week and um, it was not a playoff game, but it was kind of like a playoff game. That was a playoff game atmosphere. Win and get in. Now, he, uh, did the was that him getting the nerves out? And maybe he's a little bit better this week. It's hard to say. Or maybe you know that you know that this actually is the playoffs. The intensity is going to be higher. So we'll see how that carries over. But Herbert has never been in the playoffs either. So that same uh, that's going to be there for him. Also, um, uh, ETN and the running game for Jacksonville should be, should, it should just click. It should work. And that should open up everything else for Goldie Locks in that offense. And they, and they shouldn't have the struggles that they had last week that we saw against Tennessee. Um, again, comes down to, comes down to trust for me in these playoff games. I trust the coach for the, uh, for the Jaguars. I don't trust the one for the Chargers. And really, the only way I can see the Chargers winning this game, which is weird since they're the favorite on the road, is if if they just go nuts on offense. And they just, quite frankly, have not shown the ability to do that lately. So I am going to take Jacksonville uh, to cover. I'm going to take them to win this game. So you can hit that sounder and, and, and put them in. I just... I don't understand the line. Take uh, two and a half, so it's, a, it's at the perfect teaser spot. So for sure, tease them up if that's the way you're leaning. I'm scared because, you know, maybe I'm missing something, but I, I think Jacksonville is probably the better team. And especially when you take in intangible factors like coaching and, and a playoff game that, that has shown in the past that's so important in these games 
and we've seen bonehead mistakes from the Chargers coach in regular season games when the pressure's on, the lights are on. This is a primetime at-night game on Saturday night. Man, I can just, when I when I close my eyes, I can see him just doing something stupid that's going to cost this cost them this game. Um, and I can't see that from Jacksonville. So, I, obviously, I hit the sounder. I'm on Jacksonville. Curious to hear what you have to say on this game. Yeah, so this is a tough one for me, too. I did several spirals down the fucking old rabbit hole to try to figure this one out. But at the end of the day, you know, I have, I have to trust the data that we've compiled. Um, and it's done, it's done very well for us. And there's nothing else I can do but to do that. Um, now, if you look at the power ranking quadrant, this is uh, first time this power, acre, power ranking quadrant has ever been uh, a home dog. In the plays in 11 games since it's been in 2015. That's that's for Jacksonville. Now, the only game that LAC's power ranking quadrant has ever even had in the fucking playoffs since 2016 was last year in Pittsburgh. LAC's, they're, they're in a shitty, shitty power. Like, they're not, I've been saying it for weeks, they're not a good football team, they're not a good football team, they're not a good football team. They're not a good fucking football team. Now, again, we've expanded the playoffs, so now we have two of these teams. We've, had, we've only had one ever since 2015. It was last year when we expanded the playoffs. It was for Pittsburgh. You remember how that went, which I'll go to in a second. Now we have two. So Pittsburgh last year, same power ranking quadrant, was against Kansas City. Kansas City uh, was in the same power ranking quadrant as Jacksonville is this year. That's what Kansas City was last year. Kansas City was a 12-and-a-half-point home favorite and crushed the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was never even a football game. So I'm with you. There's zero chance, zero chance that the Chargers should be favored here, whether it's the Herbert narrative, whatever. I don't know what it is. The Jacksonville fade, which is fine because Jacksonville has been shitty forever. There's not a lot of public confidence in them. So I get it from that perspective. However, uh. Since 1989, away favorites of two and a half or less in the playoffs are three and four ATS. Now, since 2015, they're one and two ATS. But all three winners, there's been two dogs and one favorite, so take that, make it three and oh, had one thing in common. They had a better points per drive on the season than their opponent. Jacksonville has that over the Chargers. And inside of that, um, if you look at uh, where Jacksonville was, or where Jacksonville is, again, in their power ranking quadrant, they should be on like more of the Kansas City, not not quite because they don't have Mahomes, obviously. Golden Luck's not Mahomes. But they should be more to the three to four point favorite. Where... The Chargers are Longhorn, and they're powering Quadrant. Historically, since 2015, are powering. Those teams went 38% of their games. Uh, the Chargers won 58% this year. That's how far they exceeded over expectations. They're in the same power powering Quadrant with Washington, who should have won 38% of the games. They won 50. And with uh, the Rams, 
who won 29% of the game, again, 38% on average. Like, that's the company that they're keeping right now with where they are on our power ranking. Again, we've only had one team ever even make the playoffs, ever, and that was last year, and they got crushed on the road, and that's where the Chargers are. And unless Herbert can pull some magic out of his ass, which, again, I watched the kid at Oregon. He never won a Pac-12 championship. He only won one bowl game, and that was over a garbage-ass Wisconsin team. And I, I think it was like the Fiesta Bowl or something. I mean, it was a New Year's Bowl. They finally got to one, even though they didn't win the Pac-12 championship. And they won that at, like, the last second. Like, he, he has not played well for the most part of the year. Uh... Goldilocks has been up and down, I'll say that, but he's definitely improved. But like you said, with the coaching edge and the fact that uh, the Chargers cannot stop the run. Now, here's the one thing that does scare me about this game is Jacksonville's terrible at stopping running backs out of the backfield from catching the ball, and the Chargers do have the very best, at least statistically this year, in Eckler in doing that. However... You gotta think if the Jacksonville coaching staff is worth a shit, that they have come up with at least some sort of game plan to do that. And if Mike Williams doesn't play, or if he's not at 100%, he's the dude that really makes that offense go because he's the big play. I mean, Keenan Allen is a steady Eddie. He's gonna do what he does, move the chains. He's very important. But without that Mike Williams to take the top off, because honestly, if you watch the Chargers all year, I think Herbert has one of the lowest depths of target of any quarterback in the NFL, which with his arm and his talent makes zero fucking sense. But again, he did the same bullshit at Oregon. He's not like, I was talking to somebody about this today. He's like the anti-Romo. Romo, when he went down, he'd go down in fucking flames, baby. Like he didn't give a fuck. It's Dez or nothing. I'm going for it. Fuck Cole Beasley over the middle. Like Herbert would have thrown the ball to Cole Beasley over the middle and made the first down. Now, whether they end up scoring or not, I don't know. Maybe that's a smarter play. Maybe you have a lot better career. Maybe that's a better way to play. I have no idea. But what I do know is yeah. Herbert's not the go-for-it dude. That's not his fuck. It's not in his DNA to do it. It's just not fucking there. It's something to watch. It's something to watch going forward. I mean, like, it's... it's... Like, I don't, I don't have a strong, strong conviction on Jacksonville. I just really don't, but... I'm just talking I, about Herbert in general, like 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 that. I know that narrative's out there, and it's obviously true. You can just look at the numbers and see that it's true. But it's uh, it's something to watch going forward. Is that something that he's, you know, gonna grow into and grow out of, or is it even something that is it not being asked? I mean, there's there's we don't really know. We'll see how that evolves through his career. Um, but the bottom line, this is the first playoff game. So, I mean, this is kind of like the first, yeah, first for test both for them. both so, of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. And, again, I, I'm i not, like, pounding the table for Jacksonville, but there's zero chance that I'm laying any points with the Chargers on the road when our power rank can say Jacksonville is the better team. Yeah. And consistently, no if you look around, pretty much anybody that does any kind of power ranking, Jacksonville is the fucking power rated as the better team. Now, again, it's the playoffs. But, again, like I said, we stack rank these things through history and see what the history says of what quadrants you land in. And the history is definitely on Jacksonville's side on this one. I'm really surprised that, I mean, a couple things. I need to clean up. Slater has been activated, but reports are saying that he will not play this game. He's in that 21-day window off the IR. Uh, he is at practice. They had to activate him to make sure that if they made it past that he could play. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, and it's 
the way it's sounding is if they win this game, he'll likely play the next game. But he is not going to play this game from what I'm seeing now. Uh, Mike Williams is questionable, so that's kind of leaning towards he is playing. Uh, but the other thing is I'm kind of surprised to hear that um, the the Jaguars are so bad at defending the pass against the running back be, uh, simply because of their extremely athletic um, linebacker core they brought in uh, that Olokun way or whatever the fuck his name is um, to play linebacker and they drafted Lloyd in the first round and uh, Muma in the third round and I mean these are very these are extremely athletic fast linebackers maybe it's because they're so young and there was so many blown assignments maybe that's something that's uh, the blown assignments was such new or, and or young maybe it was because they're Against their opponents, it wasn't a huge focus. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. We're not in the yeah. I, room. There's no so, way. No. I, so your I'm point, saying, talent I, wise, it shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't really be that way. If, if a if these linebackers are going up against you know mano a mano against a lot of running backs, they should win. So that's I'm a little surprised to hear that, but so we'll see how that plays that, out. I didn't know that. So fantastic point. And you you guys know they've been listening. My buddy Longhorn fucking knows these players better than fucking anybody that you're ever going to fucking listen to and what their strengths and weaknesses are. But, yeah, I think they're 26th or 28th uh, DVOA against uh, the pass to the running back in the league. But, again, we don't know what their focus is. We don't know who they play. Assignments, you know, yeah. Assignment. Like, we don't – and they might say, hey, we don't give a fuck. Let them throw the run back all fucking day long. We can't have this. We can't have that. We don't know. We're not in there. But, again, like I said, if their coaching staff is worth a fuck, they know the strength of the Chargers is passing to Eckler, then they got to scheme it up. And if they got the athletes to do it, like my buddy just said, that makes me like Jacksonville even more, honestly. Yeah, we're in agreement. I like it. All right, Longhorn, we're moving on to those Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo! <laughs> those Bills, and what's sure to be a nail-biter as they are consensus now, 13.5-point <laughs> home favorite over those My Hammer Dolphins. Yeah, this is one of those, if this was a regular season game and also, you know, Buffalo didn't have a player who uh, died on the field and then came back, you know, just normal. Just If it was just a normal regular season game. Jesus? Then, no, oh. not Jesus. Um, but close, close to close to Jesus. He, uh, You know what? And he probably is going to be at the stadium for this game. So normally what you would get is a... Um, a uh, maybe like a letdown, you know, with all this crazy emotional roller coaster they've been on, and uh, it, that has to like, you know, that you can't stay high like that all the time. But if he's actually at the stadium, physically at the stadium, that's just going to be another jolt of uh, energy and, and enthusiasm for that Buffalo team. Um, I, I don't think we've mentioned this yet, but quarterbacks making maybe you did, and if you did, I apologize. But quarterbacks making their first playoff start versus a quarterback who has playoff experience is for our 14 and 35 ATS. So this is that this, good. That is not good. And mm. not only is not only is Mr. Skylar Thompson, a uh, maybe, maybe Skylar Thompson. Are they saying Teddy might play? No. Oh, they're throwing out. There's possibly the two comes in. No. What the fuck? Then who? That's a good question, sir. Who, oh my who God. is next? Okay, well, whatever. It doesn't matter then. So um, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this. This is, um, again, regular season. Sure, 
uh, give me some of that Miami and that huge number. Uh, can't do it here. Uh, just, um, you know, it's unfortunate that at the time of this recording that it's all the way up to 13 and a half, but earlier in the week it was at, it was at decent numbers, but, um, yeah, it's probably going to be a blowout anyways. Go ahead. Yeah, if you didn't jump on that train early, you kind of miss it. Again, I'll mention the trend again, uh, trend of the week. Home field favorite, 10 or more in the wild card round, 6-0 ATS and 6-0 straight up since 1989. So we got that. Now, if you want to look inside that, try to try to find a way to take the dog, which I did desperately try to do. In Miami's power ranking quadrant where they landed, they are 1-3 ATS in the wild card since 2015. Minnesota in 2015 was their only ATS winner. They did lose straight up to Seattle, who was a home field favorite of 4.5. But Minnesota that year was 13-3 ATS. So they had that kind of horseshoe up their ass. And they continued in the playoffs. Even though they did lose, they did cover. Buffalo's power ranking quadrant. But they landed in 2-0. ATS in the wild card. And uh, that's the same slot that they landed in last year. And they played in this game last year. They were four-point home favorites, if you remember, against New England. And that didn't go well for New England at all. And New England was a top-10 DVOA and top-10 turnover margin team, which Miami is not. So it's definitely Buffalo or nothing for me here now. Here's one thing that's the only negative that I found for Buffalo, and it's very obscure, but it's got a big enough number that it's worth mentioning. And this is something I heard. So if you look at the Sagarin rankings or whatever, and you look at their strength of schedule, this is a trend on that. So since 2002, if the Sagarin strength of schedule is more than 10 slots better, then your opponent in the wild card round, you are 39-1 ATS. Miami's Sagarin Stranger schedule is number two. Buffalo is 17. So they do fall into that. And that is a huge fucking trend to go against. But so is being perfect when you're this big a favorite in the yeah. playoffs. And again, the trend I gave you, the 6-0, that's closing line. So it's not like Oh, we bet Buffalo at 8 and we won, so we're 6-0. No, no, it's got to be the closing line. It's greater on closing line, as all of, all of our trends that we give you are. So that's the only thing that gives me pause on Buffalo, but there is zero chance. So the story on the quarterbacks is Tua's 100% out. Teddy is 100% out. And then Skylar Thompson got hurt in the last game, and he has not been practicing so far this week. So, whatever the next guy up is, I have no idea who that could possibly be. No, I'm going to find out. I'm going to look it up right now. But, either way, if it's Skylar Thompson, I mean, you saw him last week in a game they absolutely had to win to get in. And they literally did everything they could to not beat the Jets, who you could say they gave effort, but if you watch the game... I don't know how much effort they really fucking gave. And they made, I think it was 9-6 to six or whatever the final fucking score was. So, 
Yeah, and we needed the Jets to win that to fucking uh, beat Miami on the season under total. So fuck you very much, Jets, on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's just there's zero chance I could back Miami here. Uh, I was I, I bet Buffalo earlier in the week at a lower number. I'm ecstatic about that. At 13 and a half, I'm a little bit more hesitant, but again, it's the only way I could play it. So I'm laying it or I'm passing. Yeah, I got you. If my you know if the internet wasn't like retarded then i would already have this by now um i don't okay here it is i mean this website updates very like i trust this website when it comes to depth charges put it that way there is no other quarterback on the roster right now not not listed on their active they got tua they got bridgewater in red which means they are not playing and it is Skylar Thompson behind that and no other quarterbacks. So, you know, Waddle can play a little quarterback if they need him oh to. Oh, my God. Uh, what a fucking mess. But the other, the other thing is, he's too, playing. is, is he, Ty- Tyreek play. Hill is also hobbled, if everybody hasn't paid attention to that, which I don't know why you would have because Miami's been literally dying since about week, I don't know, 12 or so. So Yeah, yeah. this is the worst team Um not now they're better than Seattle when healthy, but it's, but when you just Seattle's healthy, so like this is the worst team, come come you know that's that's has active players that I've seen in the playoffs in a long time. I mean, there's been some really bad teams too, but at least those bad teams were just bad. Um, you know they just weren't you know like the, that Seattle team that 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 was seven and nine and beat New Orleans like that wasn't a great team but that was how about the Redskins teams that covered like eight and a half at home versus the seven and nine Redskins with Heineke that somehow covered the eight and a half at home versus Tampa Bay right those were bad teams but they were healthy this is a team that's not been playing good and just keeps getting more and more hurt this I mean I hate being so square and chalky but man, these are these games. Some of these games are just screaming blowout, screaming it. Yeah, I, I hate it too, and that's why I dug so hard to try to find some sort of hope on the, especially the, after the number balloon like that. But because I, I never anticipated Tua playing, I think there would be a PR disaster if he played and went out there and got knocked in the fucking his little Hawaiian head again, <laughs> and kind of did the fucking hula dance off the field. Uh, Teddy has no interest in playing. He's looked bad anyway. He's got a broken finger. He has no interest in damaging his brand over this. And then Skylar Thompson is not an NFL quarterback. It's just, it is what it is. He's not, you know, all third, obviously all third string quarterbacks are not created equal. Um, so it, it's, it's just, it's, it's gotta be Buffalo or nothing. If you can back Miami and put your money down on it, God bless you. Oh my God. You can't, there's no way. I mean, just. Looking at the uh, the lineups, like is they're all, Miami's offensive line is in shambles. That that I mean, even their offensive line is just as fucked up and injured as their quarterback situation. I guess this is a this and, is a and again uh, their very best player, Tyreek Hill, is not one hundred percent. He's not one hundred percent. Damn, I imagine they would just assume not. Uh, can we skip? Can we can we forfeit? <laughs> Good lord, this is bad. Alright, we're going to move on to those Minnesota Vikings. Three point home favorites over those New York football giants. Yeah, this is a. Um, 
This is a tough one for me because you've got the 14 and 35 ATS trend of first time quarterback going against a quarterback with playoff um, experience. Obviously, Daniel Jones, first first start in the playoffs. But man, everything points to everything situationally points to the Giants here. Literally everything. I I I can't make a pick. I can't hit the center. I can't I can't do anything that I normally do. Just this is this falls into a I've just got to stay away and the line's been dead at three all week so I think that yeah I think this is a tough one for most people uh we'll see if it ticks either up or down if it does like this is one of those games if it ticks down in two and a half give me some of that Minnesota and I'll trust that 14 and 35 ATS trend with first time quarterbacks um and if, but if it takes up to, to three and a half fuck it give me the Giants um the last time they played was a three-point game it just feels like one of those games and one of those situations where these two teams are just going to play a three-point game. But I've got nothing that points me either way. I couldn't find anything to get me off of it. Maybe the numbers can uh, can sort that out. But as of, as of right now, I, I just can't play it. And I'll wait to see if it ticks one way or the other. And, and if it does tick to, to minus two and a half, I'll probably play Minnesota at minus two and a half, and I'll probably tease up the Giants to eight and a half uh, from two and a half. So, what do you got? Yeah, this was a tough one for me too, uh, but I do have a few things. So, Minnesota's power ranking quadrant in the wild card is three and three ATS. The Giants' power ranking quadrant historically is zero and two ATS in the wild card. It's all in the wild card. However, I do have a good trend here, and then I'll get into it. Since 1989, in the wild card round, home favorites of three or less, 4, 15, and 2 ATS. 22%. They lose by negative 4.3 ATS margin and 8 and 12 straight up. And then I want to tell everybody right now, this is not noon time, Cousins. Now, getting into it, Giants 0-2. Again, in their power ranking quadrant. However, uh, both of their losses were on teams that were uh, less than uh, the point differential than their opponent. They had a worse ATS record than their opponent. They had a worse turnover margin than their opponent. And they were worse DVOA than their opponent in both of those games. It's very consistent. Now, if you look at what Minnesota has done, and they're not Minnesota themselves, but in their power ranking quadrant, what those teams have done, first of all, what alerted me immediately is this the first time in anybody's quadrant, in Minnesota's power ranking quadrant, which Minnesota's a terrible team. They're, bo- they're both bad teams, and I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. It's first time in Minnesota's powering quadrant, any team in six games, Longhorn, since 2015, has been a favorite. First time. It's been six fucking dogs. Hmm. Six dogs. First time. So, if you look at the teams that have lost versus the teams that have won, the teams that have lost uh, have all been uh, worse on DVOA, worse turnover margin, uh, worse on point differential, all across the board, go down the list, it's all the same. It's same, 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 same. So I did find a good trend there. If you look at their wins, they have been uh, around the same, but again, they've been bigger dogs 
on that point on every single win that they've had. And then if you look at, again, zero wins, as of, there's, there's been no favorites on this. All three wins were ATS as a dog. And then all of their losses, worst DVOA, worst turnover margin, worst in point differential. Now, New York has a better DVOA than Minnesota. They have the better turnover margin than Minnesota. Now, they are a little slightly worse point differential, but Minnesota is negative six on the season. Or, yeah, negative, no, negative three. And New York Giants are negative six. So, both of them have a negative point differential. These are two shitty, shitty, shitty fucking teams. But again, home favorites, three or less, four, 15, and two. ATS, not Noontime Cousins. You got Danny Dimes on the road, which historically he does very well in. Now, our power ranking quadrant for Minnesota says they should win 47% of their games since 2015. They went 11-0 in one-score games. First team to ever, ever, ever do that. So, as unlucky as they were to go under their number last year, is as lucky, or way more lucky this year, to go over. They've hit the regression monster on fucking steroids. Mm-hmm. Now, both Giants power ranking square uh, power ranking quadrant losses were to teams that were better than them DVOA and better than them in turnover margin and Minnesota is neither. And in fact, Longhorn in uh every in every game against somebody in the Giants power ranking quadrant and every win those two teams have been better than uh, the other team in uh, sorry I'm trying to read my notes here oh sorry they've, they've been the only two there were neither team had a top 10 DVOA or top 10 turnover margin so in other words two shit teams versus two shit teams and both of those two shit teams were 2-0 ATS. So, that and that's not the case here. So, I mean, really, it's literally... It, it's, I actually like the Giants here. I actually kind of have... I, I didn't want to, but I've actually kind of grown to like them. I really have. Uh, I, I just don't see... that It was Minnesota minus 3.5 in Minnesota during the regular season... Minnesota won on a 60, like, 60-whatever one-yard field goal in overtime, I believe, to win by three. They did not cover the three and a half. I mean, I think it's the same game here. I've got the Giants and a teaser on uh, several picks, so that I, th- I think the Giants with the teaser is definitely the way to play it. If you don't have the balls, just have the plus three or the money line, which I have them on the money line as well. Um, yeah. I just couldn't do it. It's fourteen and thirty-five stands out, uh, and that's the only thing. That's, that's keeping, a that's a great fucking trend. Of that's it. a great, and then like I said, it's the playoffs. There's always going to be conflicting shit. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's it's Giants or nothing here. That's just that's where I'm at. All right, all right, we're moving on. They're all we're gonna move on. Those Cincinnati Bengals, those fighting Joe Burrows, baby. And they are up all the way up to nine and a half point home favorites over those Baltimore Ravens. 
Yeah, this game is very similar to some of the other games, so no need to waste a lot of time here. It falls into that 9 to 10 point uh, favorite that you've, you've made very clear. I don't really see a whole hell of a lot of reason to go against that. It sounds like it's going to be Anthony Brown from, from Injury Reports, which the Lamar situation, a lot of there's a lot of conjecture around that whole situation. Um, the latest report I heard is that... He has swelling in that knee. I mean, and we've heard over the last two weeks that, you know, he's out. He's out. And I know he's out, but over the last two weeks, it's like, is he playing? He should be back by this time. And it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. And the, the latest report I saw is that there's still swelling in that knee. And he, and he or, and or the team doesn't feel comfortable with that situation, which Dr. Chow, if you know, uh, if you follow, you know, Dr. Chow uh, on social media is the former, you know, Is athletic. he any kin to Dr. Fauci? <laughs> God, I hope not, because <laughs> if so, then just scratch what I'm saying right now. But he is saying, you know, because there's a lot of conjecture around, like, well, is Lamar not playing because of his contract, this and that. Uh, I, I'm giving Lamar the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise, just because that dude's all been about He's always been about football. He's always been about putting in that work. And until proven otherwise, and he shows me so, that he's... So let me ask you this. I'm just to go some conjecture in here. He is very close. Um, and I know this for several different reasons, but I know for a fact he's very, very close to RG3, Robert Griffin III, mm-hmm. which if any football fan remembers how his career pretty much came unraveled, was uh, the year that he won Rookie of the Year. Redskins win the division, but he gets hurt in the last game. He limps into the playoff game and completely fucking tears his knee apart in that game versus, I believe, it was Seattle. If memory serves correct, um, that was Russell Wilson's first playoff game as well. Yeah. And they were winning that game, and his knee literally tore itself into pieces because he... I mean, he came out there in a leg brace, Longhorn, that, I mean, could fit over my goddamn head. That thing was so fucking big. I remember it vividly. And I just wonder if, or how, what do you think? Like, do you think that somebody like RG3 who's been there and done it has been in his ear and said, hey, bro, I know you love it and this and that, but you're in the same situation I was because it was basically the same thing, like swelling, a little tear, a little weakness. Yep. Go out there, don't try it. Like, is he been in his ear and saying, hey, bro, like, you, you hadn't got paid yet, and, like, I didn't ever really get paid. Watch out for yourself. So here's, 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 and right along the lines of what you're saying, here's the report of, from Dr. Chow is that it, the injury that he had, the injury that was re- reported that he had, it 100%, according to Dr. Chow, he should have already been back on the field like last week. Okay, so there's two possibilities here. Either either he um, is is it there's obviously an injury that they're not reporting that is still causing swelling and for according to Dr. Chow, if there is still swelling, it's more damage than what they have disclosed. So along those lines what you're saying, if there is more damage that they're not disclosing, uh, and there is still s- some swelling, then, yeah, I could completely believe that he's like, 
yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to do this because obviously uh, what was reported, there's something else going on in my knee. I'm not bracing it up and going out there. So uh, long story short, either I don't believe that he's just going to dog it and just not play because of his contract, but I do believe that there's probably something going on in his knee that we'll find out in the offseason when he has another surgery probably uh, that that there's more than that has been disclosed up to this point. So, you know, that that's kind of how I feel about that. Um, if there's anything else you want to say on that, then, then you can, but, you know, we, or we can get back to the game. No, I mean, I think that's fair enough. I mean, Dr. Chow said that it, it's, it, it's either that he is just not playing because of his contract, which I don't believe, or since he's still has swelling and, and, and the injury he should have been back from by now, it's clearly something else going on in his knee that he will he will need another surgery. So let's just put that to bed. Uh, in this game, apparently it's going to be Anthony Brown, big dog, falls into all that bullshit. I, it's, it, this is almost a carbon copy to the Buffalo Bills Miami game. I love the Baltimore defense. This this is the only hesitation. And I was really trying to find a reason to take Baltimore because I just love this defense and I love the um, the the gamesmanship of, of the coach, the big game um, coaching edge that, that, that Baltimore will have. But I still can't do it. Um, when I close my eyes, I can see Baltimore keeping this game close for quite a while. But I think that just the shitty quarterback situation and that dude on the other side is going to pull away to be a 10-plus point victory for Cincinnati, and I can't go against that trend that you've been throwing out with the 9 or 10-plus favorites in this wild card round. So, lean Cincinnati. Yeah, and I agree with you on the on the contract situation because, I mean, any dude that wouldn't hire an agent, which Lamar never has... You know, that tells you right there that money is not what rules him. It's not what drives him. Right. right. He, he just wants to play ball and get the fairest deal possible. So, I 100% agree with you on that. Now, when I originally wrote this trend, they were at eight-point home mm. favorites. So, eight-point home favorites or more since 1989 in the wild card. Ten and two ATS plus 5.67 ATS margin. Now eleven and fifteen, or sorry, uh, sorry, I wrote that number wrong. Eleven and one straight up, but three and nine to the under. But here's what I'll get to that has me on the under on this game. If you cap that spread down, so between eight and ten home favorites, nineteen eighty nine in the wildcard round, six and two ATS, seven and one straight up. One and seven to the under by nine point eight one points. Now the average total in those eight games is forty two point three. This game is forty and a half. Nine point eight one gets me way past that. I fucking love, love, love the under mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, the yeah. teaser Longhorn to the favorite on that is seven and one. So uh, Cincinnati crushing it also on that. So if you want to tease Cincinnati down, tease the under up. I love both of those options. Now to the spread, Baltimore and our power and their power ranking quadrant, they land in one and three ATS in the wild card. And historically for us, their only ATS win in that quadrant is a home favorite who lost straight up. All three losses ATS are road dogs versus a team 
with a better DVOA and better point per drive than those teams. Cincinnati has both, so they've got all the ingredients to cover this spread against this power ranking quadrant. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's Cincy or pass, but what I really love in this game is the under. I love teasing Cincy down, teasing the under up. Whatever you want to do, I, I think yeah. any combination of that, and you're, you're probably cashing tickets there. If you're doing a teaser, I mean, I would do a seven-point teaser so you can get to that two-and-a-half. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, def- definitely a seven-point teaser, and I'll get to that in uh, in the free pick section. But, yeah, seven-point teaser right. on that. Sorry, I should have qualified. All right. All right, moving on. Oh! Monday Night Football. Weird. And those Dallas Cowboys. Two-and-a-half-point road favorites, baby, at those 12 of Brady Buccaneers. Yep. Yep, yep. Monday night playoff game is weird, but that's okay because uh, we're going to get weird with this one. And this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. I've heard a lot of chatter this week and a lot of people just, you know, pump, pimping up Dallas, pumping up Dallas. Uh-uh, I'm not doing it. I'm I'm on TB, Tom Brady, in the playoffs, at home. It's just, you try, I don't know what you, which way you're leaning over there. You're, we'll get to you, but like, I dare you to talk me out of this pick. There is... The way the the way the Cowboys are coming into these playoffs, and specifically their quarterback, I don't know how you take this team. I really don't. Um, there is there is a such thing as Super Bowl pedigree. There absolutely is. And yes, Tampa Bay is not a good team. They're not a good team. They limped and barely made it into the playoffs. I don't care. They still have Tom Brady. They're still at home. And that entire, well, not the entire roster because they weren't all on the Super Bowl team, but a majority of that roster has been in this spot before. And the Cowboys are perennial losers. I'm sorry. That's just what this, they are, they're going to let you down at some point. Maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's next week, but we see it every single fucking year. They're going to let you down. And what better spot? If you're on the other side to let you down, then on the road against a Hall of Fame quarterback and a really good Tampa Bay defense when when Dak just cannot figure out how to stop throwing the ball to the wrong team. I don't know. Situationally, I got no other way to look at it. Tell me the numbers and tell me if I'm wrong. Well, I don't know where this chatter you've been hearing because all I've been hearing is Cal fans saying how bad they're going to get fucking beat. They suck. And then I look at the market. I mean, I grabbed Tampa Bay plus three as soon as it came out. It's down to two and a half. I expect it to close at two. I expect more Tampa Bay money to come in. Yeah. So there's a lot of pessimism on the cows in the market and from their fandom. And anytime I hear that, it makes me love the cows because that's just what they do. They fucking build you up to just crush you in the end. So I think we're setting up for that. So I'm definitely... Leaning on the opposite side of you. Now, a few things inside of that. 
Uh, since 1989, away favorites of three or less in the wild card round. Seven, three, and two ATS plus five, seven, one ATS margin. And only one game since 2014 uh, has that has that covered. Has the sorry, the dog covered, and the winning team had a better points per drive uh, on the season. Now. Tampa Bay is in the same quadrant as the Chargers. They should not be in the playoffs. 0-1 all-time. Like I said, Pittsburgh was there last year. Now we have two of these shit teams because we've expanded the playoffs. The Chargers, Tampa Bay, and Washington are all in the same quadrant. They all should have won 38% of their fucking games. Yet two of them made the playoffs, and one of them went 50-50. So that goes a lot to be with the fucking, you know, Lowest scoring margin year we've seen since 1939 has a lot to do with it. Circumstance and everything else. Now, Dallas is the better team by DVOA, turnover margin, and point differential. So literally, literally, only Tommy Boy could pull this off and only the Cows could shit it away for Dallas not to win this game. Now, Dallas inside their power ranking quadrant, they're 3-1. and one. ATS, like I said, all-time. They're only lost... In, and not their loss, but the only loss in the power ranking quadrant was a 7.5 point home favorite. And that was against a top 10 DVOA team and top 10 turnover margin team. That was 2019 when New Orleans lost uh, to Minnesota. And Minnesota, again, was a very good team that year. Plus 104 point differential versus a point one seven or, or, or plus 117 point differential. New Orleans was top or was number two DVOA. Minnesota was seven. New Orleans was number two in turnover margin. Minnesota was number five. So how the fuck New Orleans? Which I remember, I remember us hitting this game. We had Minnesota. We actually had Minnesota on the fucking money line. Uh, it was a big win for us in these playoffs. On that one, it was noontime cousins. It was the per like Minnesota was actually a really good team that year, just as good as New Orleans or just thereabouts. And they were laying seven and a half for no reason at all except it was Drew Brees and the Saints versus fucking Kirk Cousins. And that was the only reason. That's the only loss in the power ranking quadrant for the Cowboys. Other than that, they're 3-0. and And then, uh, since 1989, away favorites of three or less, in the wild card, coming off of an against the spread loss, 5-0-1 ATS on that trend. Now... One negative thing. It's the only thing that I found to go pro Tampa. The Cowboys are on that Sagarin trend to where their strength of schedule, the Cowboys had the 29th ranked strength of schedule by the Sagarin rankings. Tampa Bay had the 13th. And again, that's a 39 and 1 ATS trend towards Tampa Bay. So that's definitely a big. And then I went inside of that and inside of it and inside of it. And. Teams that are—I can't even remember the qualifications. I've wrote so many fucking notes. Basically, they're undefeated, six and zero since 2015. When they fall into that category, that Tampa Bay with the, with the sacrosanct schedule and the DVOA and turnover margin difference that they have to the better team. So it's six and zero for Tampa Bay. There, uh, I don't. I, I love my Tampa Bay plus three bet. I don't. I'll probably go back another unit and a half on the cows minus two and a half. 
Just to kind of hedge, I, I don't see any way, there is 0% chance that Dallas loses this game or doesn't cover if, if, if Dak doesn't shit down his fucking pants. Tampa Bay is a terrible, terrible, terrible fucking football team. And the Cowboys are a really good football team. There's, there's, there's just no way other than Dak pissing down his pants or Tom Brady pulling some goat shit out of his ass and mm. winning one more for the fucking Gipper. And maybe he does, maybe he does. But I've already bet with him. I'm gonna, ba- I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna wait for it to go down in two. I'm gonna put a unit and a half on the Cowboys to hedge my unit on Tampa. That's how I'm gonna play it. I don't, you know, I definitely don't love Tampa. I see, I see zero percent chance that they could really win this game. Other than, and again, I can't bet on. Oh, maybe Dak shits his. Like that's not a bet. Like you got to bet what the data says. You got to bet what the numbers tell you. Well, he leads the league in interceptions, so I don't know that it's real big stretch. Well, not only that, Longhorn, he is. I saw this stat the other day. Uh, I think he threw. Fuck. No, I don't. I don't remember the number, but. He's the first quarterback, the first quarterback to lead the league in interceptions that played less than 14 games. Yeah, he didn't season. even play the whole season. He played he leads, 12 games. So I don't know that uh, he's going to give at least one extra possession. But, it, to the, but, but my point is, even with him, even with him turning the ball over at a record pace, they are still the better turnover margin team. Uh, they are. Yeah, a lot of that two. was early. A lot of that was early. But still, no, this is for the full year. I know, but a lot of that damage was done early. Like, since Parsons got hurt um, around midseason when he was the clear yeah, yeah, favorite. Yeah, but you, you don't stay number two. They're number two in the entire NFL. You don't stay that way. Like, turnover margin is very fucking volatile throughout the year. They yeah, stay, true. they're number two at it's the true. end of the season, at the end of all the smoke and all the shit. Number two in the entire league. Tampa's 20th. 20th. They don't take the ball away from anybody. It's not like Tom's out there throwing a bunch of picks. They just don't turn. They they do not take the ball with. And if you don't cause turnovers against Dallas, you I mean you saw the difference. Like just take Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a is a mile better than Tampa. I mean a mile better football team. And until Jacksonville started turning the ball over, they were getting their fucking asses whipped. And that's exactly what's going to happen to Tampa unless they can turn their ball over. That's that's just that's just what I see. That's what I have to bet because it, it's. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And again, I bet Tampa plus three because the number came out. I said, bam, I'm grabbing that because I know it's going to go fucking the other way because I know the narrative on Dallas is going to be negative. So, bam, I grabbed it. And I hate I hate that I have that ticket in my pocket. I really fucking hate that I have that ticket in my pocket now. But You're I not going to hate it. it when it closes one and a half or two. It's going to be it's gonna be great value. It's, yeah, it's... I mean, of course. But I'm mean, just saying, like, but I'm going to have to bet on the other side because I have, I have no faith. I have no faith that Tampa's going to – they're going to cover this game. None. Oh man, I have no faith that Dallas can win it. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> and and that's all I hear from Cowboys fans. And again, uh, you we you and I have lived in this town our whole fucking lives. And one thing I know, one thing I know, I could take to the goddamn bank is when the Cowboy fans said we're gonna kick their fucking ass. They're losing, and they're like, "Mugger girl, fucking ass is kicked." They're gonna fucking win. I mean, I, I mean, it's just like it's clockwork. It's fucking clockwork. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, it's all right. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they're they're favored, so they are favored for a reason. They are the better team. Um, I don't know, man. It's just the playoffs. It's just a 
It's just a gut. This is a gut feeling, man. I, I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it that this that this Cowboy team sends Tom Brady off the field at home a loser in the playoffs. So I'll believe it when I see it. All right, boys and girls, well, you better believe that was all them wins coming to the air tonight, baby. <laughs> for some of those free and free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. All right, I think I think the official single pick, free pick of the week, I think I'm going to land on Buffalo, get it under those two touchdowns. I know that's gross as fuck, but I don't know. Look at the board. I think that's the one I feel most comfortable with. Um, just a shitty situation. Everything's going horrible for Miami. That's going to be the official free pick. Bonus parlay here. Where is playoff time? Let's have a little fun here. I took all of the agreements we just had on the podcast and I built them into a into a parlay. Follow with me. We agreed on San Francisco minus nine and a half. We agreed on Jacksonville. I put them on the money line, not not the, so plus one twenty. Buffalo Bills. We were in, we're in agreement there. Minus thirteen and a half. Cincinnati, minus nine and a half. Agreement there. Now, this is where it gets fun. Last leg of the five-team parlay. It is a listener option. You can go with Tampa Bay, plus 120, that I like. Or you can go Dallas, minus 140, that both Stephus likes. The difference in that, if you like if you like the Dallas Cowboys, it's uh, 23 to 1. If you like Tampa like I do, it's 28 to 1. So once again, San Fran, minus nine and a half. Jacksonville money line plus one twenty, Buffalo Bills minus thirteen and a half, Cincinnati Bengals minus nine and a half, and either Dallas minus one forty or Tampa plus one twenty on the money line, and we all do the money dance. I love it, baby. I don't have anything quite that profitable for you, but I do got something. Uh, I have a five team seven <laughs> point teaser. What? Oh, my God. All right. So, we're going to tease Cincinnati down to minus two and a half. You're going to tease the under in that game, Cincinnati-Baltimore, up to 47 and a half. You're going to tease the Giants up to plus 10. You're going to tease Buffalo down to minus six, and you're going to tease San Francisco down to two and a half. That will pay you plus 300, so 100 wins you $300. And let's fucking go, baby. If you had to pick one, though, official free pick without without the crazy stuff, what would it be? Oh, San Francisco minus the nine and a half. All right. That'll work then. Go Big Cock Brock. <laughs> All right, Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode. And don't forget, once again, you email us, info at the football glory hole. Dot com. Don't forget the dot com. <laughs> you get for $25 all the picks, all the premium picks from here through the Super Bowl. I never Fantastic. agreed to this. Yeah, well, it's happening. It's a done deal. So uh just do that. We'll send you the we'll send you the premium picks from here to the Super Bowl. Um don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. And of course, we give out free picks. 
on the website, right here on the podcast, and also our social media platform. So stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life in both Sivas, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your heart and money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Todd, take a step, baby.